1: 97.1 FM Talk Podcast.
0: I figured now was a good time to take a look at the U.S. Senate for 2024 because we always talk about the presidency, but how does the Senate shake out? Well, I got to tell you, it's a pretty good map for Republicans. I was looking at an article about the most uh, vulnerable Senate seats, and most of them are Democrats. We're talking about a seat in Arizona that's Kristen Cinemas right now. Montana, that's John Tester, and then you go down the line with some Democrat seats. Now, those two are are open right now because we don't know whether or not is going to run again. If she does, she's the incumbent, but right now, those are open Senate seats because Tester's not running. So there's two right there, and then you say Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Ohio. Well, right now, Ohio is also open, but Pennsylvania and Wisconsin are Democrat-held, And then you go even further, and you got Michigan and Nevada. If you really want to talk about seats that could be in play, Maine, even maybe, but probably not. But if you want to break it down by pure numbers and not the individual races, Republicans are defending less seats. So we have, if I'm going to say I'm Republican, which I am, uh, 38 seats in which there is no election in 2024 that are already held by Republicans, 38. Democrats only have 28. So that means that the scale is already tipped. Well, then you add in states that are for sure going to go blue or red, and you have about nine for Republicans and 13 for Democrats. And that's if you give Democrats Minnesota, which I think you can. But that doesn't mean it's not ever in play in Vermont and Maine. So of those dark red states, the nine that they're saying are up in this next term, you got Missouri. Surprise, surprise. But that is held by Hawley. Tennessee, Mississippi, Indiana, North Dakota, Wyoming, um, Nebraska, and Utah. Those are all going to go red. So there's no doubt that those are red Uh, But they give some to the Democrats that could, in a feasible, you know, in a world in which there's a big swing, go red. Minnesota, New Mexico, they always talk about. But again, just saying, just saying, we'll give those to Democrats. So where does that put us with seats that are actually in play? Republicans would only need to get three seats if you give them the ones that are shoe-ins and you give Democrats the ones that seem to be shoe-ins. Republicans only need three seats to get to 54 to get to 51. You know, it matters who has the presidency in that case. But of those, let's say they got to get to, let's say they need four just to make sure, right? Here are the states they have to win to get to those four. Florida, Texas. Yeah, those are not even in the sure category yet, but they are right. They really are. That's two of the four. They're saying West Virginia right now already is polling against Manchin because the governor there, I can't remember the West Virginia governor's name, but he's very popular. He's just as popular as Manchin. He's running for Senate against probably Joe Manchin unless Manchin decides to run for president. So that means that West Virginia, which went to Trump by like 40 points, they're saying is likely Republican. Well there's 3 right there. So what's left? You got to get win one of and here's here's how many states you have to choose from and why this is so beneficial to Republicans. So you have to win one of Montana, that should go Republican. There that's it right there. But even if you don't, you got to win Ohio or Arizona or if you go down the line to ones that may not be as easy to win, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, they just have to win one of those eight, nine states, and they'll have the majority. It's a very, very good map looking at 2024. So even as we get caught up in the presidential politics, there's a lot to like on the side of the Senate. So what is the chances that the Republicans control the House and Senate? I'd say it's actually pretty good. The big question will be president. Who's going to be the nominee? That has everything to do with it. I've heard people talking about Michelle Obama as a contender much more recently. Please, God, not (laughs) because she would be very popular. She could do the Joe Biden 2020 thing where she really wouldn't have to go campaign. She just let the media run it for her. She wouldn't have to do anything. We all get caught up in, you know, what she would be like on the campaign trail. It doesn't even matter anymore because you have such a compliant media that would do your job for you. You don't have to pay them. (laughs) They're independent of you. They just would do it all for you and you wouldn't have to do anything. If it's Michelle Obama versus Trump, I I can't imagine her losing. She would win. Now that's not going to be the case though. So I want to back away from that and say, let's, let's put that to rest. Joe Biden has declared that he's running. He's the incumbent, the machines behind him. He's going to be the nominee unless something happens, which it could. He's a very old man. He's not in good health between now and then, but it's going to be Biden and probably going to be Trump. So what does that mean? That means that you're going to have probably a Republican held Congress And a big question mark for president that probably leans Democrat at this point, if I'm being very, very honest, not because people love Joe Biden, but because Trump turns out the opposite vote. Trump also turns out his own vote. So it's just going to be turnout. If it's those two, I'm telling you right now, way ahead of the fact, this is going to be a turnout election. It's going to be who can get their voters to the polls the most. And that's why this whole fight about who controls the RNC and who's uh, pulling the dollar strings, that's why that matters so much is because you're not going to have in a Trump-Biden election a whole lot of independents. People have made their minds up. It's literally the same election as 2020. It's just a matter of will people be motivated as much as they were in 2020 to vote for Biden the motivation to vote for Trump is probably the same. I would think that if if he got seventy four million votes in twenty twenty, he's probably going to get seventy four million votes again. It all came down to Georgia, same states we were just talking about with the Senate: Georgia, uh, Arizona, Wisconsin. Although Georgia, no Senate this time, but still swing state. Those three states, forty five thousand votes separated Joe Biden from Donald Trump. So if you can depress the turnout, not even overall, but just in the key states enough that Trump would still have the same number, but Biden would have less minus any sort of packing that would happen. And I'm referring here to things like uh, the movie 2000 Mules, for instance. I'll give you one thing, though. Republicans have woken up to a lot of this stuff. But the rules have changed. Can Republicans increased turnout at all for a presidency in 2024 will democrats show up as much as they did in 2020 that's the that's going to be the question that decides the next four years because we just went over congress looking very good for republicans will it be the presidency let's take a quick break we'll be right back we've got roy we've got trisha we're going to have a full show today for you call from mom answer it call silenced
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Lidella is your reward. Madela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
0: I've been watching a show on Peacock called Mrs. Davis. I just wanted to pass along the recommendation because it's not usually a show that I would watch. It looks like a, I don't know, drama about a woman who's a nun who's hiding. But once you start watching it, you realize it's actually really funny, and it's a sci-fi show about robots. (laughs) So uh, if you have Peacock, I highly suggest Mrs. Davis. It will shock you as you continue to watch it. I'm only a couple episodes in, so we'll see how it goes. also wanted to mention this, a listener, friend of the show, we shall say pointed out that he disagreed with a point that I made last week about J.P. Morgan Chase buying First Republic. I said this is an example of capitalism. You have the big dog eating the little dog, or at least in this case, uh, well, that is what that is. But a company that did not manage itself well was then purchased by a company that managed itself better. He says... That is not capitalism in this case, because the government seized the bank and gave it to J.P. Morgan for pennies on the dollar, and J.P. Morgan Chase is a huge political donor and lobbyist. It's essentially corporate communism. It's basically like the FBI raided someone's house, took their stuff, and then sold it to their friends. And the FDIC is providing them 80% loss coverage, so if it goes bad for Chase, they lose nothing. Uh, Wanted to point that out, because if I find myself to be wrong, I like to you know, share that, hey, maybe I was off on this. Maybe I, I didn't have all the facts. It sounds like I didn't. I will point out this, though, <laughs> try to save face here a little bit, that in the example given, nobody was guilty. In this case, though, um, First Republic managed themselves into that situation. Now, what happened after that may be true, that the government stepped in and J.P. Morgan Chase and there was a lot of crony capitalism happening. But uh, First Republic wasn't just suddenly seized and was profitable. They were a messed up business and they fell because of it. Now let's talk about this.
1: American media export. Wiggins America.
0: Man, there's been a lot this week. Here's one of the big ones, though. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer said Wednesday that the White House is abusing federal resources by supporting President Biden's lie that his family didn't receive money from China. This is the House Oversight Committee has been looking into what their the bank records of the Biden family. What they have found is a bunch of fake companies have been set up and roughly 10 to 20 million dollars that is completely unaccounted for that's been funneled to the Biden family by foreign governments for years. You, most of this actually happened when he was vice president. So it's not happening at this moment that they know of. But what they're finding is when he was vice president under Obama, that there was a lot of money going to the people around uh, Joe Biden so that he could keep his hands clean. And that's why the Hunter Biden stuff is so interesting. But it's not just him. It's Joe Biden's brothers, our brother. It's lots of the family was receiving these payments. I'm to play a clip here from Byron Donalds, who's had a great week, by the way, uh, on why this is so significant and why you haven't heard about it. There's one thing everybody in this room and the American people definitely know is that the Biden family doesn't really have a
1: business. There is no business structure around this family, except politics. And since Joe Biden has spent decades in the Senate, served eight years as vice president and is now president of the United States and the family's getting money from various countries and foreign businesses, through various shell companies and this web of LLCs, I mean, guys, you and the press, this is easy pickings. I'm giving you Pulitzer stuff
0: here. And again, that's the problem is that you have a press that is playing cover-up for their political side and not doing their job because this could be easy. Again, the House Oversight Committee can do this, but without the press sharing it or people like me, I guess, even though I'm just local here sharing it, nobody knows about this stuff because are you following you know, the head of the House Oversight Committee on Facebook? Of course you're not. You're listening to the press. So this stuff would never get out, and the only reason the FBI or any of these organizations would ever investigate it is if there become enough public pressure that they have to do something. It's one of the reasons that Hunter Biden may actually be indicted um, for things that are probably unrelated to this, but because there's public pressure, it looks like he might get an indictment so that they can say, look, we handled this. See? And that's all they want is just to be able to say, we've looked at this, (laughs) we've examined ourselves and found ourselves not guilty. Because the next story I want to read to you is not just about the House Oversight Committee, it's about the FBI. It's about why, why wouldn't they look into this? In fact, they probably know about all this. They're just not doing anything about it. The House Oversight Committee is now saying that the FBI has refused to give Congress an informant file alleging that President Biden took bribes while he was vice president. I'm glad they're using the word bribes because that's what it is. I mean, we talk about payments. But ultimately, what Byron Donalds is pointing out is that unlike Trump, The Biden family had no businesses. They set up LLCs that did nothing. Now you can say, well, this, this happens with every politician. You're probably right, but you can't really compare this to Trump because when Trump would get money from overseas, it was because he had a long, what, 50 year history of successful businesses that you could point to in other countries. And then he became president. Now, there might, Or was there anything sh- shady going on while he was president? Maybe. Maybe people were buying influence into the presidency. But you don't really know because at least with Trump, there were lots of companies that had proven that they were successful or profitable in one way or another. And he had some that go, went bankrupt too. But that's the way it goes when you own a bunch of companies. With Biden and most other politicians in general, the money that flows to these people... There is no other excuse for it existing other than buying influence into American politics. Is it illegal? It's very gray, and it depends. But that's why it's so important to get this out in the open, because if China in particular is buying influence into the Amer- into the White House, you want to know it, but nobody's doing anything about it. Anyway, I, figured, I finished the story about the FBI. <clears throat> They're refusing to give Congress informant files alleging that President Biden took bribes while he was vice president. So the last question I'll leave you with here as we close out this segment and move on to Ian Camacho, who's next, is who's actually running the country? It ain't the people you elect. The people of the FBI will not give Congress what they're asking got a guest on the phone that we've had on the show a few times ian camacho look ahead america's director of research thanks for being with us this weekend
2: i'm so happy to be back thank you for having me back on again right
0: it's great that your research continues look ahead america you guys continue to do great work i was looking at your press release regarding pennsylvania uh, it says look ahead america's fine finds huge discrepancies in pennsylvania's official election records So dive into this for me and tell me, are we dealing with a particular election here or are we dealing with Pennsylvania over a period of time?
2: Um, In this particular uh, case, we had looked at uh, 2020 because we were going back. So let me little back up a bit. We were looking at Pennsylvania records because we had got some transparency in Pennsylvania trying to figure out, you know, what do these codes mean? They weren't uh, they had not shared any of that material. They hadn't shared with the military and overseas because there was that whole issue as to, like, what was counted legally. So we were actually just trying to now figure out, okay, what was counted after the deadlines? was anything illegally counted. We actually couldn't even get that far because we found huge discrepancies um, in the state-level records and the county-level records. So what we were looking for whenever never got to find out um, – and so we had found this was, you know, this is actually something we I noticed that we didn't write up in detail for this report, but it's also in other races as well. There's a lot of discrepancies between state and county level records.
0: What does that mean exactly? Does that mean that the state is counting a certain number from a county and the county didn't report that same number?
2: Correct. So like, let's. so using the 2020 material, we had noticed that Okay, so if you go to like every county in Pennsylvania, you'll go to their elections uh, department, and then they will post up there. Um, in this case, you know uh, Pennsylvania had officially certified on November twenty fourth of twenty twenty, but in some cases they would say, okay, you know they posted their official results on November eighteenth, right? Um, there were a, there were a handful that posted after or on certification day. Um, there were some that posted in twenty twenty one for whatever reason. But we wrote down the dates that each one was posted. But, uh, yeah, they, that's their official numbers. And supposedly, because the state will always point the finger back at the county and say, hey, we get the information from them, you know, the counties. Uh, and so we were like, well, that's really weird. Why do these two things not match up then? Right? So,
0: Ian, what kind of numbers are we talking about? Are we talking about a, just a couple of votes? Are we talking about a, a big number?
2: In, so it was kind of all over the place. There were a handful of, of counties and races that did match. Um, but there were, and there were a handful that were, you know, a handful. Like they were off by a little bit. But in some races, we found them off by 15 to 18 thousand ballots. Well, um, Enough that it actually flipped the outcomes. From uh, actually, they all went from Republican to Democrat in the state level. But on the county level, if you look there right now, if you look at their official record, unless they wiped it since the report, which is possible, that's why we archived and put the links in there. But we, uh, we, you know, they all show Republican winners.
0: Um, it, well, not. Yeah. I want to hear this a little bit clearer here because you're talking about a, a number of ballots here. There's a huge discrepancy in what the county reported to the state and what the state yes. officially counted for. I'm assuming you're talking about president here.
2: Uh, no, we're not talking about president. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, let me clarify a little bit. So on these particular races, we weren't looking at the presidential race. We we're looking at something a little less, you know, contentious. We were looking at very close races within the state, such as senators. Uh, state senators excuse me state representatives also u.s congressmen right kind of more so big races races, though yeah still big races that still affects the state and to some level it affects the federal government but we weren't looking at the presidential race um we were looking at things that were a little more nuanced and a little less controversial but even in those cases yeah um in three of them we found that they all flipped in one direction uh, there were two where that they didn't change the another two where they didn't change the outcome, but the uh, the difference between the county level and the state level it cut the margin of victory um, by more than half, uh, which should have put it into recount territory. Um, and like you know, and that one was Republican, so like there were just really you know, and that was in the several hundreds, right? So it's again that's one thing that was off by a couple maybe, and even then. Why is the you know county reporting one thing and the state have another? There's no reason. Yeah. When I con, you know, and, and I contacted the uh, open data officer of Pennsylvania, um, she had no she had no explanation. She said, "Let's look into this." I followed up. I was like, "Hey, you know, it's been like two weeks. Where what do you guys find out?" And they said, "We're still looking into it." So, yeah. So she never, you know, <laughs> she, she put more time into her pronouns on her. On her
0: Oh, great.
2: Than I, think, than I think she had put into the actual research on this. But, I mean, I mean, I'm being a little flippant here, but it's like, you know, hey, this is official records. This isn't, you know, a lot of the cases you saw making claims, like these weren't, they were using third-party sites or they were using stuff that really couldn't be verified. We're using completely official records here and stuff that should have long been settled by now, right? Like this stuff hasn't been touched theoretically in, you know, two years or whatever at this point, And it still doesn't match and there's no reason given. Um, So we're curious.
0: Yeah, Ian Camacho is with Look Ahead America. He's the director of research, frequent guest on Wiggins America, and I love the fact that you guys do. You talk about real data. You talk about provable stuff, and that's one of the reasons I love talking to you. I mean, this one, you know, I've talked to you before about different cases, but but this one's really dropping my jaw a bit because you're talking about (laughs) – you're saying that you can – Verifiably prove that elections in Pennsylvania in 2020 um, have huge discrepancies that only benefit Democrats.
2: Correct. So in all in all three cases where the outcomes are different from the counties to the state levels, they all went Democrat. There was one where it didn't change the outcome, but the margin of victory was cut by more than half, which was in the Republican. And there was only one where uh, the state Senate race was a Democrat, and it like it dropped four votes. It was like that was a super narrow one where it was like, you know, less than 100 in that one and went from like 73 to 69 or something. But um, yeah, in all of those cases, it was, I I said, you know, if there's a reason, there's nothing posted on the state site, there's nothing posted on the county site, uh, nobody has any explanation for this. And again, this is not the presidential race. We're talking about the state level races. And we, by the way, are not trying to make the case that anything should be overturned because it's already past that point in all these cases. We're just trying to say, what's going on here? Why, if there is an explanation, could you please provide it? Um, could you provide the links to the county? That should be something that should be in there. If there's a date of change, like hey, this happened, you know, whatever, right? Like it, it doesn't. None of this, and none of the theories we're looking at make sense, you know. And and what's the reason that it's changed? Um, let me go a little more into detail into this too before, Ryan. So in, in a few cases, we had found um, there, were, there was one, for example, one race where one county, Lehigh, matched in that race, but not Northampton. But then in another race, is was also a close race, Northampton matched, but not Lehigh. So it wasn't an issue of the counties or just an issue of the races. We would find things, and these are all the close races, like just nothing really made sense. We're like, why are these off here but match here? Right, and then another. It, it was just, it was all over the place. We don't have an explanation, and no one's re- you know returned our emails.
0: Ian, I, I understand that you deal in facts and and hard truths regarding this data. That's what you do, and that's why I respect what you do, and lo- I like to talk to you. But I am okay. going to ask you, speculatively, <laughs> what could be ha- what could be the cause of this?
2: Well, I can only go by what I actually that's see. That's completely fair. Media- that's so, you know, which is the official evidence. So there may be some reason that was not explained. But again, you know, the only thing I could think is that you know, the one explanation that we're trying to be charitable here is that um, you know, the counties had posted the information before the certification date, right? Like in some cases we're like on the eighteenth or something. Um, which was well after the counting date, by the way, which is you know, a I think it was the fifth or sorry, the eighth, excuse me, what Pennsylvania had allowed. Um, for mail-in ballots and things like that. So I don't – I mean, to me, if I'm going to be honest with you, my first thing is that it's vote stuffing. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, I mean, I I can't really think of another reason. Otherwise, they have wrong information on their sites, but then there's no reason as to why did you officially post this and why has nobody said anything about it. And that's actually one of the reasons we wanted to look into this. Um, This was an angle we hadn't seen anybody cover yet. You know, yeah. people talked about vote flips live on TV, but I was like, you know, I look into those like, yeah, but those are third-party sites and these other things. And they, those didn't mal- really match up with the county records when we look at them later. Um, but this is something that's official. We try, to, we try to go straight to the horse's mouth in all these cases. And, you know, I don't know. if There's a reason no one's telling us why. And again, we're not trying to change the outcome because it's moot in most of these cases anyways. Um, and, I, and all I, have, I can really do at this point is I've notified every single Pennsylvania representative in office uh, every single senator in office over there, and even the data officer—that's over 250 people—and so far, only one, uh, you know, rep really wanted nothing to do with it. He was like, "Take us off our list," and I was like, "Okay, this is official stuff, right?" So, we're, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that you know, people in Pennsylvania can bring it to their county officials. And to their state officials and say, hey, look, we're not trying to challenge the outcome at this point. We're just trying to understand why this is the case and can we remedy it so it doesn't happen in the
0: future. Well, yeah, and we're, I mean, we're trying to get these things out in the open as well. And it's one of the reasons we talk to you because you're you're not on the ground in Pennsylvania, right? Correct. But you're, you're looking at states across the country and finding these anomalies. And so it's not as if you're going to go to your local representative and say, hey, take this up. You have to have people there doing it.
2: Right. We can, I can only do so much. You know. Like We can provide the reports. We can provide the links. We provide the archive links just in case the counties or the state does try to wipe anything. And if not, you guys can reach out to me, uh, Ian.comacho at lookaheadamerica.org. I'll provide you the PDFs of all the records. But um, yeah, you know, we can provide the reports. We can inform the citizens, and we can notify the uh, clerks and the officials there. That's really all I can do on my end. Yeah. But again, the people in Pennsylvania can now say, take a look at it themselves, replicate it. If they find mistakes in the report, let me know, and I will work to fix it uh, or correct it. Um, and then notify their representatives and senators and demand investigations and ideally transparency so that things like that, this can't recur or so there's at least an explanation. Because again, it's not just 2020. We found that in other, race, in other cases too, but 2020. Um, was what we were just trying to clarify because there 's so many myths and misconceptions we don 't know what happened. we just see that's it does suggest one thing, but we can 't prove it other than these things don 't match up so
0: yeah that that 's what 's so hard yourself. is that everybody who makes these claims um they're not doing the same work that you 're doing they're they 're sort of the claims just sort of exist, and then they just float out there and people kind of speculate on them but you're you 're actually doing the work. I guess my last question for you is: What happens now? You're contacting these officials, but is there, for lack of a better word, because this word is so overused, but is this unprecedented? In that there is no precedent for how to handle something like this.
2: Well, I'm I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt. You know, I, I try to work with the officials until I find them either hostile or just you know blowing me off or uh, just outright ignoring. Um, to the credit of the open, office, uh, sorry, the open data officer, she had actually helped with transparency in, in terms of updating the site and explaining what these codes mean in the past. And that's actually why we were looking at them in the first place. We are like, okay, now we have this information. Now let's go back and review all this material. Um, but this time, you know, she didn't have an answer, and I understand that she won't have all the answers, but we gave her some time. I think it's been actually over a month now. And she still has no answers. And it was it's also a bit frustrating too that, you know, representatives, senators, um, county clerks can't really explain it. You know, yeah. I, I don't I don't know what the answer for this is, but I think the first step is to look and say, hey, look, there's a discrepancy here. This needs to be explained. And if there is some logical explanation, I'd be happy to see it and then, you know, it's okay, we'll do a follow up. But if people aren't responding, all I can really do from my end Ryan, is just, you know, and L A can really do is bring attention and public pressure to the issue.
0: It's so sad that this this really should not be a party issue. I mean, it should have nothing to do with political parties. It should just be people going, you know what? There's a problem here. I can see it plain as day. Ian Camacho from Look Ahead America shows me exactly what's going on. I'm going to have to look into it. But it, it's like people have just lost their appetite for finding the truth, which should not be attached to a party.
2: Yeah, you, you would think so. I mean... It's basically, you know, whoever's in whoever's in charge seems to not care because I think it does threaten the status quo who's you know who's in it's charge. Sure. And also those who are there, you know, because then it's like, hey, are you here legally? Again, we're not trying to challenge anybody because at this point, um it's our, it's it's water under the bridge. We can't change it. Like we're trying to do realistic changes and say, look, what we can do is to have perhaps laws to increase transparency. Perhaps what we can do is have the site update. We don't have to pass a law. Perhaps the site can do these things. We make three suggestions, like I said before provide the links to the county so people can verify the source themselves, provide the dates of change and the archive. It's the reason it changed. But also, you know, it doesn't just affect um, races aside. uh, You know, we also do it too for future historians, political, uh, you know, scientists, things like sociologists, things like that, because they're going to be curious about vote patterns and history and whatnot. And, you know, sites like Wikipedia, Ballotpedia, news sites that, you know, tend to go from the official source data Um, they have conflicting information depending on where they're getting their source data from. So, you know, that's also an issue as well, right? There's ramifications not only just in the outcome of the election, but just historical reasons, too. Yeah,
0: and ways campaigns would even move forward in targeting voters, for instance, and things like that. Ian Camacho, Look Ahead America, Director of Research. Always appreciate your work. Where do people find you if they want to see not just this, but everything you're doing?
2: Well, uh, if you want to go check out our work, you would go to lookaheadamerica.org. Click on the News tab, and they could see this report regarding the uh, Pennsylvania data conflicts. Um, And that's where you'd find it. So you go lookaheadamerica.org. For this particular report, go to PA Data Conflicts, and I'm sorry, slash PA Data Conflicts, excuse me. And that's where you'll see
0: this report. Great. Ian, thank you so much for your time, as usual. Open invitation for you to come back next time you have a report like this that you want to share with people.
2: Perfect. Hey, thanks again for having me on, Ryan. I really appreciate being back on
0: the show. Absolutely. Let's talk about ideologies and worldviews before we run out of time here. They're important because we all have them and we all view the world through them. You could say that they are biases in a sense, that we all have this preconceived view of the world and any information that comes in, we take it through that lens. And then we either adjust it, if it doesn't fit with our worldview, or we deny it, or it fits. One of those three, right? So if I am a Christian, that's probably even too broad. I'll say if I am a fiscal conservative, and I think that hands off of the marketplace is the best way to run an economy, and somebody comes in and says, yeah, but this person right here really benefited from receiving government benefits then i have to take that information in and say well a is the information correct or am i being lied to did they actually really benefit from it if they did then is that part of a system that i could adjust myself to or is that a part of the system that doesn't really work you know what i'm saying you kind of have take it in and you uh, you adjust or you deny the information or it doesn't actually it's not actually true whatever so we all do this So when I bring this story to you, realize that we're talking about a worldview here, and that's what's so important, is it's not just this story. It more speaks to the worldview of a lot of people who are self-described leftists. This is from Axios. It's talking about that Texas shooter that killed people in a mall. It says, Texas mall shooter among growing number of Hispanic white supremacists. This is a worldview. Now, I understand that white supremacy, you view everything through race, and then instead of altering the worldview when something comes in that's contradictory, you actually just alter the world. (laughs) You say, well, my worldview is correct, so I'm going to change the way the world is to fit my worldview so that I can remain comfortable and correct. Texas mall shooter among growing number of Hispanic white supremacists. A mass shooter in a mall in Allen, Texas with neo-Nazi views is the latest in what experts say is a growing number of Hispanics pushing the doctrine of white supremacy. Now, if you were somebody who tried to objectively look at the world and say, I I know that I'm probably not right 100% of the time, then anytime new information would come in that would alter your beliefs, you would adjust and say, well, then white i can't view everything as white supremacy basically these people they view the world as white supremacists and everybody else like the system that supports whiteism whatever that is and the people who are oppressed by whiteism and that's the only way they can make sense of their current environment and so anything that comes along where somebody like this guy apparently has neo nazi beliefs but he's Hispanic, they say, well, then he's a white supremacist. Well, you and I understand that doesn't make any sense. If you're a white supremacist, you are white. (laughs) You are not Hispanic, believing in white supremacy and killing people based on this ideology. Now, let's even though dive further into that ideology to show how ridiculous this case is. Because, again... It's viewing the world through a lens and trying to fit everything into that lens instead of adjusting it based on new realities or I would say reality. (laughs) In this case where a guy is a purported Hispanic white supremacist, the, the people he walked in and killed were an Asian family, a Hispanic guy, a white guy an Indian woman and two Hispanic sisters. So in their their view of the world, they're saying he is a Hispanic white supremacist. So he would kill anybody outside of either the white race or the Hispanic white race, if you're now grouping those together and calling them white supremacy, except that he kills three Hispanic people and one white person. So even in this story alone, It doesn't make any sense. And I think that's what's really uncomfortable with the world that we're living in, just to conclude today's show, is that um, it really doesn't matter for a lot of people what the facts are. They're just going to believe what they believe, and it doesn't matter. They're just going to look for things that confirm their bias and throw out anything that doesn't confirm their bias and really adjust the world to themselves. And the left does this a lot right now. I'm not saying there's nobody on the right that does this. There are. There's people in every category in existence that do this. In fact, I would venture to say that every person, every individual, to some extent does this because we're comfortable with what we have and we don't like being challenged with new information. But the most honest people that I've ever found are people who are willing to take in any and all information and create conclusions from it. And I just hope that we all can try to do that, even if we're not perfect at it, that we wouldn't do something so stupid as this. I mean, these are, these are journalists. These aren't just like random Joe Schmoes. These are, this is a writer for Axios saying this stuff. They're taking their perceived worldview and they're saying, I'm going to thrust this upon the world instead of taking facts from the world. I'm just again reiterating that I hope that we're not doing that. We'll try not to. We are trying not to all the time. We take the world as it is. We try to come to conclusions from what it is. This is Wiggins America. Thanks for listening. You can get the podcast by typing in Wiggins America. Multiple locations. It's all over the internet, apparently. People must love it on the internet. Or robots do. One of the two. You can also get it by rewinding the Odyssey app if you have that.
1: Get more at 971talk.com.